Having a good time, John, Josh, and Alex. Trenchant analysis, John, Josh, and Alex. Good, good friends, John, Josh, and Alex. The final fantasy. Welcome back to the Final Fantasy Podcast. I am your host, John. With me, as always, are my two little two little draft buddies. We got Josh. How you doing, pal? Good, John. It's almost time. Ooh, it's almost time. We got Alex. How you doing, pal? Doing great, John. It's, it's, you look great. You both look great. Thanks, pal. It's been Thank a you. great day. Uh, it's been a, a hectic day uh, running around trying to uh, solve some of our uh, glaring, yeah, glaring audio issues, but we think we've uh, gotten there, so... If you're a first-time listener, uh, you this is what it's always sounded like uh, forever since we've done it. So. Also, if you're a listener that's any kind of audio professional, please get in contact with us. Yeah, we <laughs> would love to hear from you, uh, guys. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, we're getting right into the season. Uh, we're you know next uh, Thursday after this uh, upcoming Thursday, we got we got the Bills, we got the Rams. Ooh. So yeah, we're gonna try and bust out these last few teams here. Um, in the interim, but uh, we have to start. Um, I know it's not professional football, but we did our uh, well, this is we did our fantasy draft this last Saturday, and we were lucky enough, enough to do it while the our hometown Huskers <laughs> played the Northwestern Wildcats in uh, in Dublin, Ireland. Uh, got it, Alex. Do you think Scott Frost is going to make through the season? Well, supposedly, uh, they say that he the the buyout goes like gets cut in half in October. So I think he'll be fired in probably a month. Sick. <laughs> That's Scott Frost Corner. Sick. Scott Frost Corner. Josh, do you have a Scott Frost like uh, not a corner because Alex already took that, but like a Scott Frost like uh, I don't know entryway. Scott Frost uh, foyer. Foyer. The foyer. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the Scott Frost foyer. I do. I have his frame picture. Uh, but no, yeah, he's getting fired October third. He gone. He gone. Well, yeah, I guess uh, happy we have Scott Frost. Day. <laughs> happy frost warning. It's canceled. Yeah, frost. I think the frost warning's been Broad over warning. for a while. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, guys. Uh, yeah, we did our draft this weekend. I know a lot of people are uh, drafting this upcoming weekend now that uh, uh, preseason games are, are behind us. And uh, yeah, we're gonna round out our recap of uh, some fantasy boys uh, rolling up uh, this week. Uh, we're gonna do a couple teams again. We've been doing one here for the last little while, but say we've got we've got a couple of uh, squads with some burning questions all up and down the roster. We've got Dallas Cowboys, Alex's favorite, not team, not yeah, dude, Whoa, Ooh, dude. man. Uh, and we've got the Cleveland Browns, Josh's second favorite team. Anything? <laughs> Ain't that right, Josh? <laughs> Nothing. All right, then. <laughs> Tight-lipped on the Browns over I here. Know. Neither Ooh. confirm nor deny. <laughs> well, we will uh, go ahead and jump right into it with these uh, with these QBs, guys. Well, I mean, we'll start off. We've got um, and it, a couple of moves here because Amari Cooper was a Cowboy. Now he is a Brown. Um, so some like off-season moves for the Cowboys. Obviously, um, you know, you lose Amari Cooper. Uh, you lose Cedric Wilson, who was kind of turning into like you know a pretty fun little wide receiver down there a lot of people are excited but he signed with a pretty decent deal with the dolphins three-year 22 million um after a career high year last year 45 catches 602 yards and six touchdowns 
and as a number four wide receiver last year. So Cedric Wilson, you know, uh, definitely a decent player to watch over on on Dolphins country. Cedric the Entertainer, as I like to call him. Ced. (laughs) God. Uh, But, yeah, we did sign uh, James Washington and lose uh, Blake Jarwin. So we'll get into this uh, Dak Prescott situation here. Um, Dak Prescott pretty much has been a low-end QB1 since he's come into the league, honestly, like he's been a pretty. He's decent. healthy. I mean, yeah, he's always a very good option. Yeah, I mean, he's it's just kind of a, a odd prospect. Like, like, you know, he had that year where he, you know, broke the ankle, that really nasty ankle injury. Um, so you know, we're came back last year and looked pretty good, looked the part again. I mean, uh, forty four hundred yards. 37 touchdowns, 10 picks. I mean, it, it's just like the, the winning the playoff games, which we don't care about that. We're, we're fantasy football players. So, I mean, like those numbers are, are pretty decent. Added another, you know, not crazy amount on the ground, 146 yards and one touchdown. So a little bit of a fall off on there. But I don't know. Where, where do you have Dak Prescott ranked right now, Josh? Uh, I'd have him probably as my QB 11. Like he's definitely at the top of a – third tier of quarterbacks yeah. i'd say and for me if you're not reaching early to grab you know one of those top three guys murray lamar um maybe mahomes he's a great i think guy to wait on and try to get in those mid later rounds because um, like you said i think he's been consistent and as long as he stays healthy uh, he's going to put up solid numbers for you i think yeah if he's healthy he should be even higher than that. I mean, I understand why he's ranked there, but that's the problem is can he stay healthy the whole year? But like, that's still a loaded offense just by, and just by the talent, they probably should be the favorites in the NFC. They're not, but I would be happy taking him. Yeah. If you can get him in the wait, you know, a couple of rounds after the big guys go and get him in the seventh or eighth. I think he went in the seventh in our draft. Yes. Now we had weird six or seventh. Yeah. Yeah. We had a weird auto draft thing. Cause a couple of people weren't there. Yeah. But, um, I would be pretty, pretty high on Prescott, you know, relatively. I yeah. mean, I think he's a little higher than his ranking this year. <clears throat> yeah. I have him at my, my, uh, at quarterback 10. Um, I mean, he lost a lot of play, you know, Amari Cooper, uh, said Wilson, Michael Gallup at the ACL isn't necessarily going to be ready, but you know, yeah. still not sure if he's going to be ready to go by week one, the offensive line that, you know, was once very, very good. Like a huge strength is getting older and lost another player, lost Lyle Collins this year. Um, <clears throat> but, I mean, the defense seems not as good, but still not bad. But, I mean, this was the number one scoring offense last year. And, I mean, this was like the passing volume was there, obviously. <clears throat> but the thing for me that's so weird, last year he averaged around nine rushing yards per game. And that's the first time in his career that he was under 17. Um and he was averaging around five rushing touchdowns a season from 16 to 20, um, but only the one time last year. So he did lose that rushing floor, which I think does kind of knock him out of that QB1 uh, yeah. area yeah. for me, but like still barely, like yeah. barely, barely, barely. Still, I mean, he's still top 10. You know, I've got, you know, Brady, Burrow, Hurts. Jackson, you know, the the main, you know, the dudes that we all know, like, ranked above him. So, I mean, I'm not, again, yeah, I mean, if you get Dak Prescott, I think you're going to be, you're going to be happy with what you get. I mean, like, again, the numbers, the numbers are good. The numbers speak for themselves. I'm not, I'm not worried about him. 
quarterback 10. And yeah, it looks like he did go in the sixth round of our draft, which or seventh round, seventh which draft. was uh, on an auto draft team. But I mean, that team is pretty stacked and they get the wombo combo with cd lamb too so i mean or as i call it the rainbow connection but um yeah it's qb7 finish 2020 um you know or 2021 rather pretty solid pretty solid stats for him i like him yeah in that sixth round area obviously lamar jackson josh allen hurts should be going off the board before him um Justin Herbert probably as well, but um, yeah, I mean, still solid option. Burrow probably above him as well, but I mean, if you get him seventh, seventh and back, like you'll be sitting pretty at the quarterback position. Uh, any more thoughts on uh, on your boy Dacky P? Dakota no, no. Prescott. Dakota is this a name? Yeah, I'll just add. A, you know, he didn't have the rushing numbers that you probably like to see, but he's always kind of been a goal line threat to you know yeah the two yard la- line to until the, last season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I just said he was averaging five rushing touchdowns a season until yeah. last year when he had the one. So my my point is, I just his build and his athleticism. I think he always has that upside for you, even yeah. if you know last year was maybe a bit of a. Uh, let down in that front so yeah i mean well we'll have to keep an eye on it and uh remain ever vigilant but we're going to move on to probably the most talked about dude on this team will or won't he you know be good or bad um ezekiel elliott uh zeke elliott ranked pretty pretty low um by a lot of people um right now i have him at 16 josh where do you have zeke elliott that's probably right around where i'd have him yeah, I mean, yeah. firmly probably in that round three area, which is weird. I mean, for a guy who, you know, up until this point was, you know, pretty consistently a, a first round pick. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure where he went. On he, went third, he went in the third round. Third round, yeah. And which is weird. And I think at that, at that draft position, that's like, I think the return on investment in that could be could be massive. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the upside's there, and I kind of liked him more probably a couple months ago when he was really sliding to, like, the fourth and fifth rounds, but he's kind of ticked his way back up, I think, in a lot of people's rankings, and you see that reflected in a lot of drafts, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, the dude's had a lot of wear and tear on those tires, and the question is, will he hold up? Um, But if he does, um, you know... I think he's in a great offense and is going to have those goal line opportunities to, you know, yeah. get you, you know, 12, 13 touchdowns over the course of the season. Well, but, and that's the kind of crazy thing about Zeke's stats. I mean, barely got over the thousand yard mark, but did have the PCL injury, torn PCL in week four. And up until that point, he was averaging 5.3 yards per carry, which is very, very good. After that, that did go down to 3.8. Um, and did the yards after contact per carry went down about a yard as well. And but that's the thing. I think people are like, oh, he just didn't look as explosive last season. But I mean, he, you know, torn PCL still went over a thousand, barely 1,002 yards, but 10 touchdowns rushing another two through the air, 65 targets, 47 receptions for around 300 yards. I mean, any you can kind of pick some of those different numbers and be like okay yeah you look at what happened after that injury things kind of fell off fell off pace but i mean if he's like ready to go and i guess like people like pollard you know and pollard has the more explosive plays but you know 
Pollard, you know, he's not really that kind of back where I'm like, I, you know, I'm going to give this dude 25 carries a game up the gut in a defense. Right. Like, I still think he's more of a change of pace back. Yeah, opinion. and I think a lot of that's fool's gold. I mean, those are a lot of design plays for Pollard. So, of course, his yards, you know, per carry on those plays are going to be a lot better than Zeke's, who's just running it in between two offensive linemen every every time. So Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. And, I mean, I know, Alex, you're high on Zeke. I don't believe you ended up uh, getting I didn't, him. but I did like him this year. Yeah. I mean, they, they gave him a big contract, and they got criticized a lot for that. But, like, it seemed like last year with the injury and with Pollard there, they were just trying to manage his time a little more because they gave him all that money. I think, like you said, John, if he's ready to go, I'd, I think he'd be a huge get in the third round. Yeah. Cause I mean, they, again, you're looking at that. They, you know, his snap share went down after that injury, which obviously it should have. But yeah, he's on a $90 million contract, which means give him the ball. You yeah. know, you're paying him, give him the and ball. And they're going to. I mean, yeah. That's why they give him the money. And yeah, because I mean, he had that 70% snap share twice from week five into the playoffs. So, I mean, they were definitely not giving the ball as much. And Pollard was very um, efficient with his carries. Like, so it's hard to see, like, what's the the difference because i mean you're looking at a guy who carried the ball 130 times for 719 yards as opposed to a guy for 237 for a thousand so it's it's tough to tell with that efficiency numbers but i don't know you know the the receiving numbers are pretty identical i mean let me give you a little compare and contrast here john who would you rather take zeke or Brees hall zeke zeke yeah i i agree yeah. And I think a lot of people are way, I mean, there's a lot to like about Brees Hall. Don't get me wrong, but he's on a terrible offense. Yeah. They're, that offense is still going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. You still have Michael Carter there, who I think a lot of people have just written off and assume Brees is going to be, you know, taking 80% of the snaps. And I don't know that that's going to be the case. Definitely not to start the season. So it is an interesting because I see them close in a lot of rankings and yeah. the young and the old. Yeah. Young and the restless. Well, that's the thing. You know, you, again, I, he's still the the featured back in the offense. He's the one you want. Pollard, I don't think, is a bad late-round pick. Um, but, you know, I have him ranked around, like, the mid-30s as opposed to 16 for Zeke Elliott. Zeke is a better pass protector. And let's say, like, that Zeke is not as good. He's 27 years old, so he's not, like, he hasn't hit that, like, dead zone, you know, like, of like, uh oh, you know, we're approaching thirty, or we are thirty, but fifteen hundred carries in the in the NFL, that's when a lot of guys start to slip. But like inefficient volume is, you know, just as good as you know efficient volume, depending on the offense, which yeah. is going to be a high scoring offense, you know. And again, your your argument for um, uh, the, you know, Dak Prescott at the goal line. I mean, Zeke Elliott's just as good, you know, if you yeah. just need some guy to bang in a, a close touchdown. I still think, and I, I mean, again, last year, dude scored 12 touchdowns. I mean, the yardage wasn't there, but if you were flexing Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, 12 touchdowns, I mean, that's hard to complain, complain yeah. about. Obviously, he's not hitting that RB1 number like he was when he was, you know, 26 years, or 26, because he's still very young when he was in, like, 2016. But... I don't know, man. Like, it's just, you have to, like, look at this, like, yards per carry average sometimes and be like, eh, like, eh, you know, like, because Najee Harris had less. Najee Harris averaged less on the ground last year than Zeke Elliott did. 
but no one's complaining about rostering Najee Harris. You know, doesn't matter when you have twenty five carries. You know? That's true. You know, that's the thing. Like, take all the carries you can and do what you will with them. But I again, I think at this average, this ADP at number three for Zeke Elliott could have a huge return on investment. Forever ends up getting him. I believe. Uh, yeah, Jay got him. In our yeah. League. Yeah. So um, I like it. Um, uh, as for Pollard, again, mid thirties, um, obviously a super fun player. If Zeke misses time, I think Pollard could be an electric fantasy player. Again, it'll be more interesting to see if he does, you know, get more sustained carries, which again, I don't think happens unless he gets hurt. Um, you know, I, I think if you're in a redraft league, Pollard is an asset. I think if you're in a dynasty league, he can definitely be an asset moving forward, but you know, redraft like that week to week, he's going to be on your bench barring anything huge mind you he does have that upside to like turn up you know yeah that that's the only other thing to add is the the rumor mill was i think from mike mccarthy that they wanted to use him more in the receiving game you know lined up in the slot and things like that kind of the way they were doing with with debo um in san francisco and that could all be for not but you know if you're looking for that guy who's going to be the next sort of debo of this year's draft Pollard would be on the short list of candidates in my view. But. Yeah. Well, um, any more thoughts on Zeke or Pollard, Tony or Ezekiel? Nothing, no, nothing sir. boys. Well, nope. then we are going to move on to some of these wide receivers here. Um, now, obviously again, lost some guys, lost a lot of guys here in this receiving core. CD lamb, obviously still here. And this is the guy that we're going to talk about. Um, now I have him currently as my wide receiver five. Um, which I think is pretty warranted. I mean, he's now the top dog in in Dallas. Amari Cooper's gone. Um, finished last year, 79 catches, 1,100 yards, only six touchdowns. So, I mean, I can see that number definitely going up. That's why I am giving him that that bump. I'm moving him over Debo. Um, and again, we'll talk about Debo here uh, in the upcoming days, weeks, months, years. Um I like C.D. Lamb a lot this season. Um, what he did in his second season was pretty much improve on absolutely every stat that you can look at. Uh, yards per reception, yards per route run, um, yards after catch per reception. Pretty much everything just went up and up and up um, to the 21 to 20 season. 23 years old. Um, honestly, I, I I love this dude. I, I As much as I don't like the Cowboys, like I don't really see a, any glaring holes in this dude's game. And to add the fact that you're you're the guy now. I mean, you're looking at Michael Gallup potentially missing time, and I have Michael Gallup ranked my wide receiver fifty. Um, obviously, I'd have him higher if he was going to play. So you got Jalen Tolbert coming in, um, who I also really like, but again, uh, he's a little bit further down the list as being more of an unknown. Um, Josh, where do you have CD ranked? Yeah, I got him at five two. Um, I like him a lot. I, I don't have anything bad to say about the dude. I mean, yeah. Um, in a great offense, he's going to get more opportunities with <clears throat> Mari Cooper out of town. Um, and yeah, I think he's going to feast until um, Gallup get, gets back into the roster. You guys both have him at your five. Yeah. Yeah. Do you both have him above Stefan Diggs? No, I do not. Yeah. I have Diggs. One spot I have Diggs at four uh, above him. So then is he above Devontae Adams? He is above Devontae Adams. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, I have him. I have Debo or 
Devonta Adams at uh, six and Debo Samuel at seven. Because I like Lamb a lot, and I would, but um, you're talking about an offense that's going to score a lot. I mean, Diggs is on that. That offense is going to yeah. be nuts. So. Yeah, and I that's I absolutely have yeah. Diggs at four. I love Diggs in Buffalo, but I mean, do you have any any reservations about C.D. Lamb? No, I I was just curious. If so about, now's the time. No, I I don't. <laughs> I was curious about if you put him above. Um, Diggs, like yeah. I said. No, I know. Well, and here's the reason. Like honestly, like because I was a little bit convinced to possibly put C.D. Lamb over Stephon Diggs because you're looking Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Jefferson, Diggs, right? Um, of all those dudes, and then Lamb, of all those dudes, who has the least competition for targets? Yeah, C.D. Lamb. I mean, uh, like your Cooper Cup. You know, you've got Allen Robinson in town now. Um, you know, obviously you lose Odell Beckham and Robert Woods, but. You know, there's still some other guys there that are coming in. Jamar Chase obviously has T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. And and again, I don't think this target competition is going to hurt these guys. I obviously have them ranked above. But, you know, Stefan Diggs, you've got Gabe Davis. You've got a lot of dudes kind of coming up the pipe. So, I, I, C.D. Lamb is, like, just in this weird kind of, like, space where they're going to throw the ball a lot. Dak clearly likes throwing the ball 120 targets last year. Um and yeah, yeah, Blake Jarwin gone too in Dallas. I mean, you've got Dalton Schultz and CeeDee Lamb as kind of the, you know, resident, you know, big name pass catchers on this team. Uh, honestly, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now with uh, with uh, CeeDee Lamb. Uh, any other thoughts on CD Compact Disc Lamb. I will do a sleeper here. Jalen Tolbert, I really like as a, as a sleeper. I think that... I do too. Yeah, I think it'll take some time. I don't think it's going to automatically kind of hit, but I think... Once the season kind of progresses, yeah. Um, well, Gallup is going to miss time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so, you know he's definitely going to be at. So I mean, be playing. Yeah, I mean, it's it'll be interesting to see what happens. But um, I like Gallup a lot too when he comes back. He is a he is a great player, banged up player. Um, did get a big old contract though. I mean, he is going to be the number two wide receiver when he comes back. Uh, Five year, fifty seven million dollar um, contract. So future moving forward he's definitely going to be that but a little banged up there but uh love Jalen tolbert as a sleeper well that'll move us into the tight end position uh which i really like this tight end too you know and again it's weird going from a team that i you know we go from teams that are, are not so great this is probably the best tight end we've talked about in a while just because of the teams we've discussed but um uh yeah dalton schultz um you know six tight ends uh are averaging at least 12 points per game uh, last season, and Dalton Schultz was right in that mix with Andrews, Kelsey, Kittle, Gronk, and Darren Waller. Um, where do you have uh, your boy Dalton Schultz ranked right now in the tight end spectrum, Joshy boy? Uh, I'd have him as my tight end five. Yeah, I got him at six. I got yeah. him at six behind Waller. Um, yeah, I mean, it's again, it's tight end's not a position I usually shoot for, but. You know, uh, it didn't happen in our draft, but I mean, it can happen in some. It looks like, yeah, six round Dalton Schultz was off, was off the board. Um, so I, of course, then, you know, waited a really long time <laughs> to draft a tight end. Uh, but, you know, if you can get this dude at that spot, that six spot, you're going to miss out on probably, yeah, Mark, you're going to miss out on Kittle. You're going to miss out on Andrews. You're going to miss out on Kelsey, so on and so forth. Godert probably as well. Hawkinson. I like him better than Hawkinson, and I like him better than Godert. I think that he can finish the season above those dudes. Um, but 
looking at who's probably the better players, probably those two. But this dude is just, again, high volume offense, losing a lot of competition and kind of one of the one of the only like veterans who's been around the system. I mean, this is a hunt last year, 104 targets, 78 catches, 808 yards and eight touchdowns. So really, really solid outing from Dalton Schultz. Again, sixth round. If you can get him in the sixth round, sixth, seventh round, I think that, again, he can really like work past that, that draft position. So, yeah, I love it. I love to see it. I love we to, love see, to it. see it. We love to see it. Well, guys, that'll wrap up the Dallas Cowboys. Um, real quick here, we're going to go back into another squad. We're going to do another squad here, boys. Um, squad two. Squad two. Now, this team's a little bit different. Um, and when I say a little bit different, I mean a lot bit different. But um, we're going into the Cleveland Browns. Uh, kind of been avoiding this one for the obvious reason. Um, but, you know, uh, so, you know, a lot of things have happened, guys. A lot of things have happened for this team. Uh, you know, some good, some not so good. Uh, obviously, in the offseason here, uh, notable offseason of uh, the Texans uh, did trade uh, Deshaun Watson yeah. to the Brown uh, for uh, first round picks in the next three drafts, a uh, third rounder, a fourth rounder, and the next few coming up. Just a buttload of picks. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've talked about Watson, uh, not a lot, but several times. What's the, what value would you have at all, if any of drafting him? I mean, it's nine games now or is it 12? It's 11. 11. Games? Yeah. 11 games. And so really there, I mean, unless you're winning in your league, come I Halloween mean, or Thanksgiving, you're going with Jacoby Brissett as the starter for this team. Yeah. Who you're not going to draft. Yeah. Who you, you unless don't, you're want. literally in a 32 team league. This hurts Amari Cooper's standings. Yeah. Significantly. I'm, I mean, oh, no, we can talk about how it affects the rest of the players. I'm yeah. just saying, like, is there... Well, there... I'm, I'm taking the long way of getting okay. there, but this is not going to be... This is, again, going to be a pretty poor squad. The defense is great. The defense yeah. has been great for years, but you think they get the offense figured out, and then they somehow have a quarterback that... It's like they've had every quarterback mess up and fail in every potential way possible. And so this wasn't anything new other than the fact that it was yeah. a new thing that happened to a quarterback. Which, I'm sorry. I want them to win because they're a team like my team that has had a bad past and I'd like them to be successful. But like they brought it on themselves. I mean, they knew he was going to get suspended and they might be wasting their window. Yeah. Um, because they're not going to. I don't think they're going to compete this year with him gone for 11 games. And even when yeah. he comes back, who like he's not played for two years yeah and i mean but i mean you look at the fantasy numbers his rookie season number one in points per game uh next year number four and again this is all points per game um number three in 2019 and number six in 2020 um so clearly the dude can play but yeah he also likes to do other stuff that puts him in positions to where he can't so you hit this you're 11 games into the season they're going to lose probably a lot of those games. I think we can all safely say that. Jimmy Garoppolo did re-sign with San Francisco, and a lot of people were talking about a potential trade to Cleveland or to Seattle or some quarterback needy team. Didn't happen. 
I mean, it could still it's happen. It's still not outside of the it question. It could but... still happen, but it seems like it's, you know, a situation yeah. where Jimmy G wants to have some power over where he goes, and I think yeah. that's why he signed that contract. Um, does he want to go play for the Browns? I mean, let's. I mean, clearly they're in on Deshaun Watson. Clearly. It's yeah. going to take 11 games, but they're in on Deshaun Watson. Um, do you, if you're Jimmy Garoppolo, do you want to go play for 11 games and then get benched, or do you want to go somewhere where you can play? Well, no, I don't think the Browns are want to trade are going to trade yeah. for anybody because they've invested all this in Watson now. Yeah, and so. I don't think so either. I think that they're going to lose some games. But if you're, you know, if you're a two win team, 11 games in the season, when do you shut Deshaun Watson down? Like, of course, that first game back, shocker, is against the Texans. Like, oh, it could have been a 12-game suspension or a whole season. But, like, nope, let's do 11 so we can have that that revenge game uh, that I'm sure everyone's going to Which, like, want. they'll both be bad. Yeah. I think that's we talked about this when we talked about the yeah. Texans. They'll both be bad yeah. by that point. But, I mean, you, you got to sell that Thursday night. I know. It's, it's just it's going it. to be, like, a weird footnote. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they'll try to pump it up. But, yeah, it'll be a Thursday night game of, like, two four-win teams. Yeah. Like, ooh. But that's what's so strange. I mean, you're getting into this, like, I don't I don't know. Like, they, the dude's clearly going to play football for the Browns at some point in time. They paid him a buttload of money unless something else happens and something else happens, which also could happen as well. Um I don't know. Like this again, the wide receivers on this team, I don't like specifically because and and again, it's like this is a fantasy football podcast, so we are going to keep it in the fantasy realm. We're not, you know, lawyers or well, I guess one of us is actually a lawyer, but um I mean, but that's done. He was it was 11 11 games. So I mean, Amari Cooper, I like him. He's a great player. I think he has a lot of talent, but he's, I got him wide receiver 30. I got him wide receiver. I think I can't trust this dude. Like, I love Jacoby Brissett also as a player. Do I love him as a fantasy asset? No. Excuse me. I had to take a sip of water. But, um, yeah, and there's some other fun players on the scene. Donovan Peoples Jones. Um, but again, that wide receiver room isn't great. Other, you know, David Bell, Jakeem Grant. I mean, there's a lot of not going on there. Um, and, you know, they re-signed David Njoku to a deal, which, I mean, the dude's a freak of nature, but it just hasn't ever panned together and, like, turned into anything. You know, it's like, it's just these, like, ho-hum stats. You know, you lose Odell Beckham Jr. You lose Jarvis Landry. Pretty much this team is Kareem Hunt. And Nick Chubb, and even to Ernest Johnson to a degree, who played really well when he had to last season. But you've got three really solid backs. Clearly, only two of them are worth drafting. But I mean, I don't know, Josh. Are you taking anybody else on this team? No, I mean, I'm kind of avoiding all of them like a plague. I mean, Chubb, there's some value there. Oh, absolutely. Um, Nick Chubb is a highly, highly, yeah. like, going to be a great asset. Yeah, I mean, same for Cream Hunt too. Yeah, I think you're going to get a lot. Hunt. You're going to get a lot of what you saw last year from both of them, which yeah. is great. Um, but I'm definitely not elevating anyone with the prospect of Deshaun Watson coming back in Week 11 because, to me, if they're two and seven, two and eight, I don't know that it's a foregone conclusion. They don't just sit him out the rest of the season and not risk injury. I mean, at this I mean, point he kind of, you kind of have to play him a little bit. I mean, he hasn't had any yeah, meaningful he'll play action. when he, yeah. when the suspension's over, yeah. he'll play. People would be pissed if he didn't. Yeah. But I'm just saying with no meaningful action. And you know, since the 2020 season, you kind of have to blame at some point, but, and they will, I think whenever he comes back. But I mean, again, if you're, let's say this team is winless 
at week 11. I mean, you beat the Texans maybe with Deshaun Watson, maybe not. I don't know. Like, I mean, at some point, maybe you decide to shut them down if your season's completely down the tubes, but I just don't really see any fantasy value now, especially to draft him. Yeah. For and guy, I mean, from yeah. an, from a non fantasy perspective, just from a football perspective, if they're, I know they're going to be not very good without a quarterback going into, we yeah. if they're winless, they're much more of a disaster than yeah. Like if they're winless, they got to really yeah kind of tear the whole thing down and rebuild. I mean, other, other think, than Watson, do you think there's a chance that they could go winless through eleven? Games? Uh, they're the Browns. I yeah. would never say there isn't know, a chance right? they could go winless. And again, this offense is just doesn't look yeah. fun, man. Like it doesn't look fun at all. Like Jarvis but their Landry defense is out. still really really good. Yeah, the defense um, is great. Miles so, Garrett is fantastic. Yeah, they'll just be mediocre to bad if they're really that bad. They gotta like start. Yeah, because you know. And they have deeper problems, but but yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of you know a lot of uh, unknowns at this point. Yeah, but I've got Nick Chubb as my running back fifteen, and Kareem Hunt as my running back thirty two. Yeah, um, sounds at, about right. And I mean, Amari Cooper is absolutely a draftable player. Just just later temper than he's, your yeah. expectations. Yeah, I mean, the, there's clearly talent there, that, and he's. Talent, more talented than a lot of guys probably who are going to get drafted before him. But uh, 11 weeks with, I mean, who? I mean, you've got Jacoby Brissett. You've got, I don't even know. They just cut Josh Rosen. I believe Joshua they have a Dobbs. Josh Dobbs. Well, I actually really like Josh Dobbs. Like, uh, a really fun preseason game the other last weekend where he got his like shirt spun around him and he had a big 34-yard tightrope walking game like like he's a fun player i mean if he comes in and it could light a fire under him like honestly i would love to see him get a starting job somewhere at some point in time probably not going to happen but i mean yeah this team is just not very exciting um normally we kind of go through like we did a with the uh the other one but i think this team we can kind of wrap it up here um yeah i mean yeah would you i mean with Ninjoku, what I mean, how and Joku right now, I'm just it's just it's just for me not there. I mean, yeah. obviously, I think they resigned him with like, okay, you're gonna have, you know, I got him as my tight end 16. Um, mm-hmm. but again, there's a big big leap between 16 and 11. You know, like you're getting into like Cole Komet's, Hunter Henry's, Pat Fryer moves, who I like, and Gasecki's, who I like. And those are guys who are probably going to get taken like round 10 back. So if you're like me, they'll be your starter. If you decide to hold two tight ends on your team for whatever reason, they'll be a backup. And so that's, this guy is below them. I, I just like, I mean, the stats are there, you know, the, the numbers like he, I think could be great. I remember when he was drafted, everyone's like, yeah, this, this is the dude, but his career highs are from 2018. Um, Last year, he matched his career high in touchdowns with four. But, I mean, he's never had more than 60 catches in a season. Obviously, he's dealt with some injury stuff. But, yeah, and Joku, I just I would leave in the free agency pool. Barring some, you know, big-time blow-up. I mean, if you got Brissett, maybe he's looking more checked down than he is deep because the receivers really aren't that good outside of Amari Cooper. He could be, could be a pretty deep sleeper, but I would keep him keep him with his little little nightcap on he's snoozing he's snoozing hard but yeah guys um yeah josh do you have any other any other guys in the browns that you want to discuss nope 
Yeah, and we'll get into some wins and loss here. They're pretty open and shut. Yeah, we'll get into some it's some open and shut case, Your Honor. Some record stuff here as we go, but um, yeah, we will. Uh, yeah, that's it for the Browns. The final fantasy. Okay, so we are going to move on to another little team that uh, we like some of and dislike another of. Alex, your uh, your fantasy quarterback happens to be on this team. We're talking about the San Francisco 49ers. A team I am very high on this year, maybe to my detriment. Ooh. might cost me my fantasy team. But Did you draft any other... Uh, any other? I um... sure did. I have George Kittle and Robbie Gould. Oh, you got George Kittle. Damn, you really did go uh, whole hog. I mean, the kicker didn't really matter, but well, as we said uh, <clears throat> earlier, a few minutes ago, um, yeah, we've got a uh, Jimmy Garoppolo re-signing. Obviously, um, there was a no trade clause, but I think it's more of like a like a thing for him. So I read I read a lot about this yesterday, yeah. and it kind of worried me at first. And like, I still am not sure. I got Trey Lance later because I didn't want to go a, with a quarterback that high. Yeah. I also got Cousins a couple rounds after to have insurance. Um, so if Lance, I'm taking a chance on him. I think he could have a big blow-up season. If he doesn't, he doesn't. I think the Garoppolo thing is a couple things. San Francisco, I think, is really worried about that window that I was kind of talking about with the Browns. It's a lot bigger for San Francisco. They've gone to – they went to a Super Bowl three years ago. They weren't. They were in the NFC Championship game last year. They think they're good enough to win the NFC and maybe win a Super Bowl. And I kind of agree with them. So if Lance gets hurt, I mean, forget about. It. I mean, yeah, if he's bad, he's bad. Yeah. But if he gets hurt, I mean, he's a he's a mobile guy. Like if he gets hurt, they want to have a good quarterback. They re, like they gave him Garoppolo a no tra- a no trade clause. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but it's also like they restructured the money so they freed up more cap space. So it's a win-win for both. If Garoppolo wants to get traded somewhere, like he gets to tell them. But like I think one year while they're making a real big push, and you know, I, I don't know. I don't think that. I thought it was a lot worse looking for Trey Lance yesterday than I yeah, do now. Yeah, I think the initial thing was like, oh no, like yeah, what? Do you, I think that's was kind of the anyone who saw that was just like, uh oh, like this is probably not going to end well. But I think cooler heads probably prevail. I mean, clearly, and now even in interviews, Shanahan said like we have a starting quarterback as our backup. They're obviously all happy that he's there, but I think he still will actively be seeking a trade partner to get out because i mean you don't want to i mean say what you will about jamie garoppolo like he's 30 years old he's, he's in the prime a very of his viable right quarterback now. you know because he's, he's always he's he, one of those guys you know again he's not a fantasy guy he's not a guy that you want to start in fantasy he's the guy that sometimes you have to and he's he was never, 10 yards away from winning a super bowl yeah and last year i mean he was a he was a bad throw from yeah. going to a super bowl yeah i mean he's never gonna light the world on fire little 3800 yards 20 touchdowns to 12 picks um he does throw some pretty bad interceptions sometimes, but and in not great situations. But I mean, he clearly has skills to play this game. And you look at some quarterbacks on some rosters, 
we mentioned two teams earlier, the Seahawks and the Browns, he would be an instant large upgrade over what they have. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously Jimmy Garoppolo at this juncture has zero fantasy value, barring Trey Lance just completely exploding. And, well, exploding can be good or bad. What's one that's just bad? Like Combusting yeah, maybe combusting, would be bad. Like pooping his pants, falling be... down, splitting his pants, and then farting yeah. like on his first carry. Um, yeah, I mean, Trey Lance is just an interesting one. It's uh, He's ranked in, I think, a lot of people's top ten. Is he in your top ten of quarterbacks, Josh? Um. You know, I'm I'm keeping him just outside of the top ten. Where do you have him? I probably have him at 12. 12, 11. That's where I have him, too. But, I mean, this is, you know, kind of uncharted territory. This is a dude who started two games last season. Yeah. And, you know, one and one. So, like, you know, that's like 50%. Yeah, it's sort of like I could be completely wrong. He winds up as, you know, QB3 or something. But yeah. I, until I've seen it with my own two eyes, I'm not going to well, go that crazy on him. Kind of the exciting thing with that is, so you look at the – the games that he played and in the games that he played in, he was able to eventually get to carry the ball like 30 sometimes in like three games really. So you extrapolate those numbers over an entire season. You're getting up in, into a 125 carry season for a quarterback, which is really good. Like that's what you want. I mean, you're looking at like the guys who get, you know, those, amounts yeah. of carries in a game you know you're getting guys who are like always going to be pretty highly ranked um 11 i guess a great stat 11 of 12 quarterbacks with 125 carries in a season uh went on to post a top uh sorry top 12 fantasy production per game uh with only one guy being out of that um and do you guys want to take a guess at who that is? It was a 2020 quarterback. Say when, again. Uh, there was one quarterback with over 125 carries that didn't finish in the top 12 of fantasy points. And, and that was in 2020? Yep. He was in 2020. Mitch Trubitsky. Nope. It's a guy we all know and love. I don't know. A few more minutes. Okay. So <laughs> a few more minutes. It was Cam Newton. Cam oh, Newton ah. finished quarterback 17 that year because he like didn't do <coughs> anything throwing the ball, but he had like over 10 rushing touchdowns. That was with New England, right? Yeah. yeah. Weird season. That was such a weird experience. It's like yeah. a fever dream looking mm -hmm. back now. So you, you don't remember that it happened? Cam Newton played on the New England. Played Cam with, Newton. Under Bill Belichick. In our town? Well, again, and, and then again, that was a per game basis. So like, that's not, you know, obviously huge, but I mean, it is huge. It's, it's very good, but it's not like they finished top 12, like overall, but clearly the dude is rusty as a passer, but those, the, the ability to run and the amount of which I think he's going to be doing so is very enticing. He's it's got very... a cannon for an arm. He does. He Literally, has a they big. Had to they implanted, implanted like Robocopped him a cannon yeah. onto his arm, and uh, he woke up and he wasn't happy. Like he, he didn't want to have that. Like, but it needed to happen. You know. I mean, and also the corrupt, you know, new Detroit Police Department had something to do with it. I imagine. <laughs> any, uh <-huh. laughs> any thoughts, Alex? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he has a, obviously huge arm. Needs some work as a passer, but again. <clears throat> I mean, it, it could it could go nuclear or it could completely fall apart. Um, and again, that's why you know it's smart to get Garoppolo on that on that thing because again, for how enticing and how fun this guy looks as a player, he started two games. 
yeah. and didn't do a lot in that. A 57% completion percentage, only through 71 passes. Did, you know, five touchdowns to two picks. I mean, that was that efficiency wasn't terrible. But, um, yeah. And there's a lot of talented players on this team. But it's a lot of, you know, you got Debo. You got Ayuk, who Ayuk did eventually last season kind of, like, put out a semi-decent campaign. It took him a while. But there's some good players on this team. And I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I like I like this kid a lot. I think it could be really, really fun. Or it could end really, really poorly. It's just one of those really hard ones to gauge until we see him we see him play more games and get some more uh, under his belt. But, uh, Alex, we're, we're all... Uh, we're all in it. We're all hoping for you. We're all hoping. And well, I mean, I you know, I made the decision to draft a quarterback late, and I, I mean, the reason why I tar- sort of targeted Lance around the time that I drafted Kittle, which I think in the fifth round, I don't think there was a lot of other interest in him, and I could wait a little longer until I think I got him in the ninth. Yeah, and there's at that time Stafford and Cousins and other people were still on the board that will put up fine numbers if Lance doesn't do anything. Um, so I'm taking a risk, but like, I didn't waste a high pick on him. Well, I think you're like picking up cousins is the smart strategy to go. Mm -hmm. If you're going the Hertz route, which, you know, cousins will get you what he's, what what he's going to give you. You know what you're going to get old rock man himself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Stafford is the same kind of, kind of thing. Like, I mean, I, you know, he's going to get that, that team is going to win a lot of games and score a lot of points. So. You know, he's not Stafford obviously isn't like dynamic, but you know, he they were they won the Super Bowl. He you know, they have Cooper Cup and a million weapons, so Yeah. That's what I thought with taking the risk. I, I mean I you know, I've I've made stupider decisions before mm-hmm. in the draft. So Yeah. Well, we're gonna move on from Trey Lance. We could do this forever. Trey Lance, man, I'm excited. I'm excited. But we're gonna move into this running back room, which Kyle Shanahan you and running backs, I don't like you. Um, so <laughs> he has quite a large um, uh, stable over his time uh, as an OC and uh, head coach um, of getting some weird running backs and kind of putting them in some good positions, but a lot of dudes... okay. So let's go through this as quickly as possible because there's a lot of guys here. But Steve Slayton, do you guys remember Steve Slayton in Houston, 2008? Yeah, no one does. He had he was had two really decent seasons. Uh, played all 16 games. Yeah, yeah, got hurt the second year and never came back. Moved over to Washington. We've got Ryan Touring. You guys remember Ryan Touring? Oh, God, yeah. Finished running back 18. Clinton Portis got hurt. Touring came in and finished running back 18. Not bad. The next year, Roy Helu. We all know that name. Uh-huh. Running back 25. 15 games. Led a committee backfield, but still running back 25. Not bad. This next guy I remember very well because I drafted him as rookie season. Alfred Morris. Oh, yeah. Morris, drafted the same year as Robert Griffin III. Huge rookie season. Huge rookie I'm season. loving this for just remembering some guys. Yeah. Now. Didn't Fell Alfred off. Morris have that really big game that one time? Yeah, because yeah. I, I, I that was I drafted Alfred Morris as a rookie and Eddie Lacy as a rookie, and I won the championship that year. And those were late picks. But Alfred Morris the next year fell off. He was running back ten in 2012. Injuries took him down to running back 28. Terrence West in Cleveland. 
Terrence West in Cleveland, a three-committee backfield, and I will never forget this one because I this was the year, the first year I didn't, and only year I didn't make the playoffs in our fantasy league, and I had one of these guys, Isaiah Crowell, and um, Big Ben Tate, used to play mm-hmm. for the Houston Texans as well, came over. Uh, so I had Crowell, Tate, and Terrence West all at some point in time. Terrence West was the top guy, finished running back 38. Didn't really work out for me. That was probably one of the worst drafts I've ever had. Then Shanahan goes to Atlanta. Goes to Atlanta. Devonta Freeman finished running back one. Running back one in 2015. Great season, 338 touches. Devonta Freeman, the touches went down. Running back seven, still not bad. Tevin Coleman was there, 149 touches. Carlos Hyde. Does you remember Carlos Hyde? I do. Mm-hmm. Yep, Carlos Hyde, running back 11. I drafted him that year, too. Um, and then he disappeared, and I don't know. He's still rostered, isn't he, somewhere? I don't believe he is. Uh, Josh, wow. you want to look that up? But then uh, Matt Breida was the next year. Now we're in San Francisco. Matt Breida, Raheem Mostert, Raheem Mostert, and then last year, Elijah Mitchell. Now, Elijah Mitchell played in 11 games. Who was it? Was it Mostert that lit up the Packers in that yes. NFC Championship? Yes. Yeah. He had that huge playoffs. And then Raheem because Mostert. Because and somebody else was, were already hurt. Mm-hmm. And it was like he was third string. Yep. Yeah. And then the next season, Mostert immediately got hurt again. And then last year, got hurt again. Uh, dude posts some stuff on Twitter about how he's getting back and he's better than ever. And then immediately tears his ACL and misses an entire season. Um, but last year, Elijah, Elijah Mitchell was the guy. And Elijah Mitchell looks to be the guy this year. But like those random names, that's what scares me about this backfield. So Elijah Mitchell, 11 games last year, finished running back 14. In 11 games, that's not bad. 963 yards uh, rushing, five touchdowns, another 137 through the air, one touchdown. And mind you, Debo Samuel was kind of hacking into not only the running game he finished with around 370 rushing yards and eight touchdowns but also some of those swing routes from the running back position so i think that did hurt him but still you get a running back 14 for a guy that plays in 11 games but now you're looking at a guy named uh tyrian davis price uh, i currently have him ranked at number 50 um but guess what this guy does he uh was he's a rookie he has a three-down skill set, and he happens to be behind Elijah Mitchell. Um, will Elijah Mitchell be the starter by the end of the season? I don't know. I don't know. It's it's weird. I mean, Josh, like, wh- where would you take Elijah Mitchell right now? Uh, I mean, dude, I, like, I avoid the 49ers and, to some extent, the Ravens running back room just i just i don't take them i yeah. will not take them now i would yeah if he fell to me in like the eighth round yeah okay maybe i'd pick him up but yeah i, I have no confidence in any of these guys are going to be who's going to be the starting running back by the end of the season who's going to get the workload and whether mitchell can even stay healthy i mean he had a number of injuries last year yeah so yeah there's a price for everything but yeah i i'm I'm not targeting him by any means. Yeah. Well, he went in the third round of our draft and clearly having the season he had last year puts him in that situation. But again, they drafted this kid, uh, this Davis price kid um, out of LSU. And we're talking about how, you know, he's, you know, his size and it's bringing something 
an element that we don't have right now, which is like, so you don't think that Elijah Mitchell has the physicality to be an every down back. The main thing, he just didn't fumble the ball last season. He really didn't do anything to lose that spot like Trey Sermon did. And I mean, Trey Sermon, remember, God, remember we talked about Trey Sermon because his first ever carry was a fumble and he got a concussion. <laughs> and I said earlier, like, what's the way you could embarrass you? It's like you get tackled, you fumble, you concuss yourself. And then your pants split and then you fart audibly. Like it's near a ref's like hot mic. So everyone hears it. Yeah. <laughs> and ever like that. And the whole audio, like the, the crowd is just that completely silent. That is what happened to me if I were to play a single <laughs> band, uh, yeah. But that's the, other, the thing. Yeah. The other sorry. thing too is with Kyle Shanahan, dude, like he, he never tells the truth at all when it comes to like preseason or like even during the season as to like yeah. what's going on in his like camp. And because I just read a report the other day where like, yeah, we really like Trey Sermon this year and he's been showing a lot of good things. I'm like that. That's probably a lie. Yeah. You're lying to me. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you look at and again, the switch to Trey Lance is also a thing to keep an eye on because historically, because you're looking at a team like J.K. Dobbins right now in Baltimore, like J.K. Dobbins is a talented player. He's coming off an ACL, which, you know, is there. But also Lamar Jackson takes a lot of those carries away. You're you know, you're seeing like you know, getting a top 24 back, like, okay, cool. I mean, you're taking Elijah Mitchell in the third. You could get a guy like, like, I don't know, Cam Akers, Travis Etienne, like a guy who could, you know, definitely be more, you know, David Montgomery, um, who can come in and actually like get you close to like that top 15 spot, top 20 spot. I don't know. I, I'm a little worried about him, especially like the 49ers, specifically the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan, they just don't really seem to put a lot into these guys that they seemingly like put a lot, you know, you're drafting these guys like, yeah. And it's a system there. And they they really like a lot of um, like kind of a more creative, like new England. It's really about who they can slot in and they're not, I mean, um, Samuel's not going to, they signed him to a new contract and he, it does not want to get the the carries that he got last year, which makes sense because he had paid yeah. higher as a receiver. You don't break your body as much. Yeah. But, you know, they got creative with him last year, and, mm-hmm. and they I wouldn't trust – I like Elijah Mitchell a lot. Um, but, again, for fantasy purposes, I don't think I'd draft him as high as his positions, which is not – which is unfair, but it's, you know – yeah, it's a stupid game. Yeah, and I mean, again, it's this crazy rash of injuries for running for RB ones coming out of Shanahan offenses. So I mean, there's that curse like still hanging over. But I mean, yeah, it's just it is a run heavy offense. So I mean that that I think will help clearly. But I mean, if he falls though, that's the thing. Round three, I think, is just too high for yeah. me. If he falls to like I agree. round five or six. You can get an Elijah Mitchell around five or six. I think that's that's a solid place to snag that guy. Round three, a little bit too high. I mean, we talked about Ezekiel Elliott going in round three, which I think he could easily outpace that. I just don't see Elijah Mitchell outpacing uh, a ADP of a, a third round or a third round uh, draft position. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, this other kid, Tyrion David Pr- Davis Price. I mean, he's a backup in San Francisco, so that means it could happen. You know, he, yeah. he, he could blow up and have a huge season. Then we'll be talking about him. Elijah Mitchell will be playing for Houston, and uh, we'll be talking about this kid last next or next year about whoever's coming up behind him. Uh, I've got Trey Sermon ranked in the 80s. Um, 
Jeff Wilson is on this squad. I think he should be ranked a little higher. They are talking about him being the two back. Uh, Elijah Mitchell is also kind of banged up. Um, so there is a little bit of concern there. Isn't Jeff Wilson a little hurt too? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're all always hurt. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like it's the it's like a <laughs> like an Ebola wing, like in there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, guys, we'll move on to the wide receivers. Uh, we've got one more guy here uh, that we want to buzz up. Uh, Debo Samuel, love Debo Samuel. Um, what a great year last yeah, year! Yeah, fifty nine rushing attempts, three hundred sixty five yards, eight touchdowns, uh, and then adding on seventy seven catches for fourteen hundred yards and six more uh, touchdowns through the air. I mean, the dude is just a big play machine. Um, he busted out a big play in week one for me. I got him in the ninth round last year, I believe. Clearly uh, did a lot with it. Debo Samuel. Um, I don't think Debo Samuel's in the round one wide receiver conversation at this point. Uh, do you guys think that a round two draft position for Debo is, is a little high, or do you think that's that's kind of in the right spot? No, I think mid to late round two is, is probably where I'd have him going and where I personally would be comfortable taking him. Um, I just think you're not going to see that same sort of dual threat to the same extent you did last year with him. And that's just going to hurt his overall value. Yeah. Um, And again, I do see that happening, but I mean, I don't really think that they're going to shy away from giving him the ball on the ground. I mean, will he get 60 carries again? I don't, I don't know. That's kind of hard to say. I mean, there's so many running backs on this team. That's the other thing. I mean, there's just a buttload of running backs. Like, well, if the reason you're moving to Lance is to yeah. use him in the running game, those carries have to go to somebody yeah. or get taken away from somebody, right? Yeah. And Debo seems the most likely. Well, again, I, I do think that Debo, in part of the negotiation to resign with the team, now, they don't obviously they don't have to fulfill it, but he, I believe he said, I don't want to get the number of carries I got last year. Yeah, because, I mean, that's... It'll, it'll mess you up, dude. Yeah. And again, you've got these backs. You drafted a back. You've got a back that you drafted yet last year in Trey Sermon, who they just seem to be like, now nah, we're just going to ride this out. Um, and I mean, there was cuts today. I mean, he may not even be on the roster any longer, but he still is. According is he, to is he is. Okay. But yeah, I mean, he's Debo. Uh, again, we had him at our wide receiver. But, he's, but Sermon's fourth. So yeah, Debo was my wide receiver seven uh, behind Devante. Again, I think he's going to have a solid season. He's a big play machine. Different quarterback, though, you know, so that is something to keep an eye on. I wasn't super high on drafting Debo this year. I got, I had the fun with him last year. I wasn't super, you know, crazy about snagging him, especially knowing that he's going to be gone by round two. Um, had he been there for me at round three, absolutely, I take a flyer on him. But he was, yeah, obviously gone uh, well before that. Um are there any other wide receivers on this team that you guys like? I've got Brandon Ayuk in the in the low forties or the high forties, rather. I don't like Brandon Ayuk for personal reasons. Yeah, he he hurt you pretty yeah, bad last I, year. I got fucked. Draft. I drafted him at I think fourth round last yeah. year, and that like my team got better as the year went on, but I got sunk by like yeah. going zero and five or something. And I, for all those listening, uh, Alex uh, also drafted uh, <laughs> Brandon Ayuk in the fourth round. Uh, before I drafted uh, Cooper Cup in the fourth round, so that uh, you can't prove the, that. I can prove that. No, I have can. pictures of the I took pictures of the last year's draft. Well, no, the they're gone. <laughs> Didn't happen. It occurred. It's, it's a lie. Uh, Josh, you looked like you had something. To say. <laughs> I was just listening intently. No, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, I've heard a lot of people high on Ayuk, and I'm just not 
quite bought into that yet. Don't believe it. Or yeah. do. I don't know. I'm sure he's fine. Uh, I had he him. He had a better as, year as year went on after I already cut his ass. I had him for a hot minute his rookie year, and he he didn't do anything. But, you know, he is a bigger deep threat. Uh, um, and if Lance is able to move the ball, you know, more vertically than, than Garoppolo did, um, then... Um, then yeah, he's, he's a threat, um, in that offense. So, yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. I agree. Um, well guys, that'll round out San Francisco. Um, now we knew this episode was going to run a little long. We are going to, uh, add another team on here. Uh, we're adding a not so exciting team (laughs) so we can kind of buzz through it. Uh, a little bit quicker um, than some of these other because again you're coming from. Do you Dallas. want? Do you want to do just say your opinion real quick about Kittle? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, he's I, good. Draft him or he's totally not good. Don't draft about, him. I totally forgot about Kittle. Yeah. No, I. Uh, it's George Kittle. He's my tight end four. Um, obviously, you know you're going last last season. You know, missed some time. Still, 71 catches, 910 yards, six touchdowns. That's that's tight end one all day. Um, Again, I'm probably not going to get them because I don't really like taking them that high. But if you are high on tight ends and I mean, if the only Kelsey and Andrews are really the only guys that I would draft above them, honestly. Yeah, because um, yeah, what did I say? Tight end four, I believe. Uh, we well, probably have Pitts there. But. Yeah, Pitts. Yeah, Pitts. Yeah, I, Kyle Pitts. I, I think I would still. Kyle Pitts is still as good as he looked. He's still a lot of potential. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he had a. Great over a thousand yards. His only issue was just the just one no touchdown, yeah. you know, the one score. But George Kittle absolutely put him in, light him up, start him up. You're going to be just just fine. The dude is just to get a run blocker as he is a receiver. He's one of the best in the business. So I don't know, Josh. Any thoughts on on Kittle Winks? Nope, he's a tight end in the National Football League and is very good at it. So. He's he is a very very good a very good tight end. Yeah, good catch, Alex. Good catch. Um, whenever we get, you know, running a little long on these, we've been doing kind of some shorter episodes. So yeah, it's been interesting, but, uh, we are going to buzz up one last team here. Um, and Josh, we're just going to kind of go through some of these rankings. It's your old favorite team. Yeah. It's yeah. Your old favorite team. We've got the new England Patriots, Mac Jones. I currently have 24, uh, above car or below Carson Wentz. Skip him. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I think he can safely be left in your free agency pool. Um, Guys around here that I like, James Winston, Matt Ryan, Trevor Lawrence, all going to be there late. I even think Daniel Jones has more upside to me than, yeah. than Mac Unless you're in it. I know. That's, uh, yeah. Well, at least Daniel Jones can. Cousin Daniel run over the Cousin Mac. Cousin Matt, Matt McCorkle. McCorkle? What was his name? Yeah, McCorkle. I mean, and he's, again, this is another one of those situations of not a bad season. Not a bad. It's a very Jimmy Garoppolo like stats. Yeah. 10 and 7 took this team to the playoffs. 3,800 yards, 22 touchdowns, 13 picks. Good season for an NFL quarterback. Not good if you're playing in fantasy. I mean, do you guys remember that game against, was it Buffalo, Buffalo when like no one scored? Yeah. Woof. I, because I had Damian Harris starting in that game, and thankfully he ripped off And that's when it looked run. like, I remember the context of that game because it looked like Buffalo was starting to slip. Like they started really well, and they weren't playing as well. Yeah, They lost that freaky game in the... Was it rain or st- was it snow? It was like rain snow. Yeah, and then they they didn't Buffalo didn't finish the season as well, and then they played in the first round of the playoffs, and Buffalo just lit 
lit him up. Yeah, it was. That yeah. was twenty years of frustration against New England yeah. that they they really let him have when that playoff. Yeah, game. get the weird because that was like really, really terrible, terrible, terrible weather. But you know, get him in a normal yeah. circumstance, and uh, the rest will the rest will shake itself out. Yeah, because what was yeah? When was that? But they're like an but New England's actually like the underdog in that division this year against Buffalo. Yeah, which has never really been the case. Well, I mean, because you're looking but, at you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely. But I mean, so yeah, they win against Buffalo in that terrible weather game. Then they lost to Buffalo. Uh, the game it was day after Christmas, thirty three twenty one. Not not good but not bad and then yeah 47 17 in the playoffs and just get like yeah whooped. and that's closer than it was yeah um yeah it'll be interesting to see with this team but yeah you can leave him off your fantasy rosters these backs josh um again another situation i've got damian harris at 27 i've got Ramondre stevenson at 32 is that about where yeah, you got him? Yeah, I got him really close to one another. Yeah. I'm not I, terribly interested in either. No. But. I mean, Damian Harris, I think, can be solid, if not, you know, not all that exciting. Last season did did get in the end zone 15 times, you know. So, I mean, he definitely had the touchdown stuff going on for him. Yeah. In the decade plus that I've played this game, going for a New England running back. Yeah. In the draft, at least. You know, if you pick somebody up as the season goes on. If there's a favorable matchup, if they're being favored more yeah. by, you know, um, by the Capitan, then sure. But I don't the, – the, all the problems you were saying about drafting a Niner running back, it's times it's that times two with the Patriots. Yeah. I mean, I think these guys – Damian Harris, I think, is definitely rosterable. I, I had him last sure. year. He was my uh, – he was a flex fill-in, running back fill-in. He was on the bench the majority of the season. But I mean, I like mean, James White always was, but yeah. it's, it's yeah. how high you're going to draft As a, Yeah, because, I mean, he doesn't really have that pass-catching upside that a James White did either. But, I mean, yeah, 15 touchdowns last season. Again, you usually do see regression at that. 921 yard, 929 yards on 200 carries. Ramondre had 133 attempts, 606 yards, and five touchdowns. Pretty samey in the reception, 18 targets to 21. Brandon Bolden was actually the targeted back, 49 targets, um, and the only one of them to get in the end zone with two touchdowns. But um, I think both Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevens, uh, Stevenson are draftable. Um, they are probably going to be spending a lot of time uh, right in the pine, though. So um, definitely... Definitely draft Damian Harris. I think he's he's the back to watch. But, I mean, Ramondre, he did come in. You know, it's, it's going to be tough to tell which one of these guys comes out of this thing with the majority of the carries. But even so, it's a New England backfield. Like, who cares which one has most carries? It's, you know, what they do with them after that. You know what I mean? But uh, we'll move on to maybe somehow even a more lackluster uh, room. So you go from... Uh, the running backs, so we got the wide receivers here. Devontae Parker is in town um, from Miami. Uh, Jacoby Myers uh, is still here. Um, he, you're trying to find a guy here in the last few years not named Julian Edelman as a decent, playable fantasy asset uh, is pretty pretty hard. Um, the Patriots haven't fielded... Uh, top 24 PPR producer since 2017 and that was Brandon Cooks his one year in New England I believe he was only there for a year um, but last year Jacoby Myers was in the 29 you know was the 29 receiver um, 
all season. I remember people just waiting for him to get a touchdown. It took a while, but he did end up getting two touchdowns, 83 catches, 866 yards. Uh, good player, a good player, in my opinion. Um, Devontae Parker, I think, is more talented. But again, who's throwing on the ball? What's his name, Alex? McCorkle? McCorkle Jones. <laughs> McCorkle Jones. Um, yeah, Jacoby Myers is my wide receiver, 58. Devontae Parker is 68 right now. Josh, where do you got him? Any higher, any lower? Uh, that I think you're right around did where you even, I would have. Did you even him rank any of their no, wide receivers? No, not really. You get lazy uh, after you get past like the 30s. Like, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, after obviously. we draft, I just, yeah. you know, what's the point? I mean, they did finally cut ties with Enkiel Harry, who was with the Bears. Great. He's out for the year. Oh yeah, he's out for the year too. So that's uh that was a failed experiment. But yeah, I mean, honestly, the tight ends, you know, we still got bringing Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith both back. Johnny Smith did nothing last season, was kind of a afterthought, 294 yards, one touchdown. Um Hunter, Hunter Henry, Henry is is interesting. Though. Yeah. Um Hunter Henry, excited. I think, is the probably only guy that on this team that will be drafted as a starter honestly like young quarterback not the biggest arm you know a good you know middle of the field check down dude like nine touchdowns last year i mean that's good really efficient in the red zone yeah i mean fewer than 80 targets not the best but mac jones playing college was he alabama yeah he was alabama yeah you remember those pictures of him shirtless smoking cigars yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone loved those pictures so much but it's like he was like an old kind of alabama quarterback that they went away from when they got like actual athletic guys like yeah. tua and jalen hurts yeah and then he was just a blast from the past but won that title i guess that is very true he did win a title so i mean he's got that he's got something going for him um but yeah i mean i looking at this squad yeah i mean hunter henry's probably the guy i mean damian harris also in deeper leagues I think will absolutely be a, an asset. But if you're in a 10, 10, 12 team league, probably you're, you're flexing Damian Harris. You're potentially starting Hunter Henry, barring, you know, where you're at. Josh, where do you have Hunter Henry ranked as far as tight ends are concerned? Um, I have him as my tight end. Uh oh. Uh oh. Well, Just making the number. <laughs> I'll say tight end uh, 14. 14, yeah. I got him How's at 12. That? I got him at 12 uh, above Fryermuth. Um, again, I th- you know, solid player. Not as clearly an exciting scenario as he had in uh, uh, with the Chargers, but, um, you know, still there. It's it's this this Brown squad and this Patriot. I'm glad that we did uh, the other two teams to kind of mix it up. Yeah. Honestly, all four of the teams we did kind of in their way weaved together yeah. and made it interesting. Also, thing. it was good to do. Two teams that we had less to talk about, like the Browns and the Patriots. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, uh, that will wrap <clears throat> up this uh, this installment. So I guess from here on out, we can uh, remember that whoever starts the Browns, they're probably going to lose some games. Uh, uh, I'd like to thank Gutter Volker for should the we, um, Oh, should, you want to pick records real quick right oh, before we man, step out? Alex, you keep you keep checking me, and you're 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 good at this. You're <laughs> checking you before I'm wrecking you. You're good at this, Josh. Who, how many wins are you giving this Dallas Cowboy squad? Oh, I'll give them 12 wins. 12 wins. Yeah, I like them. Uh, I'm going to give them 11 wins. Alex, what do you got? <sighs> uh, <clears throat> Excuse me. You can say the same thing. I know. We always do. That's why I side. 11 wins and they win the division. 11 wins with the division. This is going to be the interesting one. Alex, <clears throat> how many wins 
Are you giving them Cleveland Browns? I will give them generously. No, I'll give them six wins. Six wins. I'm giving them four. I wanted uh, to say three. I'll give four. I'll give them four too. Four as well. Uh, San Francisco, Alex, you can't you can't uh, bunk out now. But I'm going to give the San Francisco team ten wins. Ten wins, San Francisco team. What do you mean I can't bunk out now? What? You're high on them. I know. You can't give them a low. How many wins are you giving them? I was going to say 12, and they win the division. 12 in the division, Josh. I'll split the middle and give them 11. Ooh, 11. Uh, And New England, last year a 10-win team. Josh, how many wins are you giving this New England squad? I don't think they get there that year. I'll give them seven wins. Seven. Seven. Alex? Nine, and they missed the playoffs. I was going to do the same, actually. Nine, I'm not sure about the playoffs, but kind of depending on like what happens with some of these other squads, I do think the AFC West yeah, that's is going to... Yeah, the AFC West is going to punch in two teams, maybe even three, which yeah. that's where I the would The North, I also think, is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, the North is going to be great, too. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. If the Browns were in a weaker division, they could squeeze out a couple more wins, I think. But yeah. That but the, division is yeah. tough with the Ravens and uh, Bengals, and yeah. the Steelers are... Still, you know, yeah. could you could never know with the Steelers? You never ever Great know. Coach. Well, guys, uh, we'd like to thank uh, Gunter Volker from the band Jack Hotel. As always, you can find them on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you listen to your music. Uh, Josh, Alex, it's always it's a Josh pleasure Allen. as always. Josh Allen, <laughs> a pleasure. John as New Smith, John New <laughs> Smith. Oh, we could really do. It. Yeah, that's good. That's a good. Uh, yeah, you can at follow a future us. date. <laughs> get it uh you can follow us at the ff cast on twitter uh season's approaching so uh, get ready for some starts and sits um and our regular episodes which i'm actually very excited to do because i'm, and I'm tired airing of out the panic yeah. room right now yeah it's... that panic room has a fan in it i have it's... very little left to say yeah we've uh, we sprayed the panic room down we put a fan in there so to air it out um so we're excited to get the panic room back up and running um yeah guys as always keep on fantasying bye everybody bye bye bye, bye. bye.